So today we have Milan, the co-founder and company organizer of the Afternoon Umbrella Friends, joining us to talk about all the best practices for hosting a live streamed event. Um, we've been receiving a lot of requests and inquiries from our promoters about virtual event planning, especially now with COVID-19, placing all in-person events on pause for the time being. So thanks for joining us today. Why don't we start with just like a brief introduction of who you are, your company, the Afternoon Umbrella Friends, the events you've been putting on, specifically the virtual events you've been doing throughout COVID. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, uh, just introduce myself. My name is Milad. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of the Afternoon Umbrella Friends. Uh, we, if you don't know uh, who we are, we're like this fun-loving community in San Diego that we kind of double as an event production company, uh, but we really just started out as a group of friends. Um, and our last event was our, uh, our music festival that we do called Umbrella Weekend. It actually took place the weekend right before everything got shut down. So that was kind of crazy. Uh, at that point, we had never done a live stream before. And we were just kind of thrown into like this new world where, you know, we can't, we can't do parties anymore. So, um, we, uh, it took us a while to really like take it seriously because we didn't, we didn't know how long it was going to be like, I didn't know how much energy I wanted to invest in something. I didn't know how long we'd be doing it for, but after a while it became pretty clear we'd be doing it for a while. So, um, we've taken a lot of time, done a lot of experimentation to, uh, get our operation going pretty good when it comes to live streaming. Um, and it's been really fun. It's cool. been challenging, but yeah, uh, a lot. Cool. Okay. So, um, I guess the next question I have that we also get a lot is just like when you first start out, what's like the basic equipment you would recommend, like what's necessary for hosting a live stream of streamed event or not so much necessary, but good to have for like a good quality stream. Totally. Um, so if you're going to stream, uh, there's like a minimum baseline of quality that you, you absolutely need to achieve in order to make it so that your stream can be enjoyable for the viewer. Um, like if they show up and you're just using like your cell phone to stream, like capturing the audio coming out of like the speakers with like the microphone and like using like your phone video and don't have an overlay, it's not going to look very professional and your viewers really aren't going to want to stick around um, just because there's so many options right now um, that are doing, that are checking all the like the boxes when it comes to quality. Um, so the three main like technical uh, attributes that I use to measure the quality of the stream are the video quality, the sound quality, and then, your connect your internet connection. Uh, so, uh, I have. I can talk about the equipment you need to make sure all those uh, meet that like baseline. Okay. Um. So uh, first, first, uh, and this is all provided that you uh, sit. Like we do DJ events. Um, others might be doing like live music, but. Um, provided you have all that equipment already that you usually have to like produce normal events, mm -hmm. the, uh, the stuff that you need to do a stream, you can get for, you can get a pretty solid setup for relatively cheap, uh, which is, which is nice. Um, for video quality, uh, first thing obviously is like your camera. Um, 
most computers, they have a camera built in, uh, but I don't recommend using it just because it makes it really hard to use your computer <laughs> while you're streaming. Uh, but I know people who do it uh, and stream to like hundreds of people and they get away with it. So like you can do it. Uh, like the MacBook, if you have a MacBook, like the, the webcam actually is pretty good quality um, compared to like uh, external cameras. But just because of the, the fact that it's like, on your computer and you probably want to use your computer like yeah. while you're living. I, I don't recommend it. Uh, you can also get like a USB webcam, um, like get something that's HD. Uh, I would recommend something by a brand name like Logitech or someone and you can get a pretty decent picture. Uh, that's definitely good enough for like uh, stream. But uh, I think uh, video quality is definitely the place where you can spend more money and get the best return on like increasing your quality. So uh, my partner, uh, Carlos, he has a DSLR camera uh, and he uses like that he just used for photography. Mm -hmm. And we're able to take advantage of that by using a HDMI capture device. Um, so what that, the, the HDMI cap capture device, what it does is it lets you like take the output of the camera and turn it into a digital signal that you can use in your live streams. Most cameras don't have that built in. Um, so if you get an HDMI capture device, the brand that we use is called CamLink. There's a bunch of other ones uh, that you could look up, but without something like a CamLink, uh, we wouldn't be able, like that camera wouldn't be compatible with like the computer, like to just directly wire in the, the video output. Um, so if you have access to a nice camera, highly recommend getting a cam link or something like that, that you can, okay. uh, that you can uh, make it so you can live stream your camera footage into your uh, live stream. Um, yeah, regardless of what type of camera you're using, the lighting is really important. Uh, just make sure that your subject is well lit. Um, we, we mounted our lights onto the roof, some are high up so it doesn't blind mm -hmm. the, the subject. Um, you can get crazy with it. You can do colors, you can do white light, uh, depends on what kind of aesthetic you're going for, but just lighting is important. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lighting is really important. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. The next up is the audio quality. Uh, last thing you want to do, like this is, this is the biggest mistake I see people do is it, when you log onto their stream, it just doesn't sound good. Uh, doesn't sound right because a lot of times they're just using the camera to record uh, what's coming out of their speakers and putting that into the stream. Uh, you do not want to do that. What you want to do is get an audio interface. So that's like this pretty much the same thing as the HDMI capture device, mm -hmm. but for audio. So it takes the output of your uh, mixer or whatever, whatever instrument you're using and converts it to a digital signal. So then when the, when the viewer hears it, it sounds exactly the same as when you're playing it. Like it's the pure unfiltered audio. So you have to have, you absolutely must do it like that. Otherwise people like me are just going to tune in and be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, especially for like music and DJ events, like I feel like audio has to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so if you have that, then that opens up, like say you want to, use a microphone. Uh, we just plug the microphone into our mixer because everything um, coming out of our mixer is coming in at perfect quality. So I'm not super uh, 
I'm not super well versed in like microphones um, myself, but we, we just use a standard one for talking and for uh, if we wanted to record um, live in instruments, that's like a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last thing is the internet connection. So if you don't have a good quality internet connection, it's like kind of a waste. Like all your hard work is just going to waste because uh, it'll just end up choppy and inconsistent. And that just affects everybody. Um, like I personally have the highest speed that I can get in my area and I still wish I could get a faster one. Um, so if you're in that situation, you need to make sure you get every single last like bit of every mile you can get out of your connection. So that means don't use Wi-Fi. Uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is just slower than if you had a direct cable from your computer to your modem. Oh, um, I wouldn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, so when you go over Wi-Fi, uh, it's just, it's not like, I don't know what percentage difference it is, but there is a percentage that you're losing just by mm -hmm. not having it direct wired. So if your computer doesn't have a ethernet uh, input built in, they have USB to ethernet converters for super cheap um on amazon or any any uh, electronic store so make sure you do that um and that that'll uh you you can only you can only do so much if you don't have if you don't have a fast internet connection like at your house but that's one thing that you can you can do to help with that okay cool i mean i feel like that kind of answered my next question like if there's any extra like little items that you might want to have on you, not as like big as the equipment and audio, but like extra batteries or cables or cords. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, we have at least two of everything, but yeah. more important than having extra stuff, the, I want to stress the importance of like testing things out ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, you got to get your whole setup. Uh, if, if you're not doing it super often, like get your whole setup uh, tested the day before. So in case anything goes wrong, you have like a whole day to debug and figure out whatever additional like gear you might need. Say one of your cables isn't working, you need a replacement. Um, the worst thing is realizing you can't stream to the best of your ability because you just weren't prepared. And like, you know what you need, but it's time to go and you don't have it like right at that moment. Yeah, how often or how many tests do you guys do before like a big show? Probably a ton. Um, well, so we're like, I, I've gotten to the point where our setup is now, it never gets unplugged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we will test it. Um, we don't go not as extensively as we did before. We used to like test it the night before. Mm -hmm. uh, ours is like, at this point, it's like pretty battle tested and we've gotten most of the, uh, most of the kinks like, mm -hmm. like ironed out. That's not to say like things never go wrong, but um, we we uh, if, if we have a really big one, then then we'll fire it up like an hour or two before. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, you guys have a pretty neat setup. I mean, I I streamed into your guys' last event. It was pretty cool. Nice, thank you. Yeah, right. it was cool. So um, uh, the other common question we get is, what sophomore should maybe using for live streamed events. And I know you kind of like, I mean, you went over like the cameras and stuff, but is there a specific software that you guys use? 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a couple different uh, things we use in combination with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first is uh, uh, the platform you stream on. Um, we we use Twitch as like our main platform. Uh, if it was originally intended for gaming, but the music category on there has taken a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch is just like really fun. Um, they kind of designed it as if it was a video game. There's like all these little features that keep your community engaged, like all these little points they give you and like emotes and um, and like they uh, they kind of make it a game in terms of like donating and stuff. Uh, so it gives us like this uh, this um, like fun atmosphere that like encourages people to contribute to like whatever cause you're raising money for. Um, so we really like Twitch. There's other ones. Um, you can stream on Facebook, you can stream on YouTube. A bunch. Yeah, there's tons, but we, we use Twitch. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. And then broadcasting software, uh, that's like the next layer down. Um, so the standard is OBS live. Mm-hmm. Um, that's completely free software. Uh, it's actually really amazing that they offer that for free. Uh, it's, I don't think, um, it, it pretty much has opened up the ability to run a TV show, like from like, just, just for free. Like th- this type of software used to be really expensive. Uh, and when Twit, like since live stream is live streaming has gotten so big recently, uh, they made this like super accessible one. Um, so what it does is it gives you everything you need to collect your video, audio inputs, um, throw, let you put an overlay on. If you don't know what the overlay is, it's like, it's just any uh, words or graphics that go on top of the stream. Like say you're on like NBC or CNN and you see their logo at the bottom, like that's their overlay. So we do the same thing for our live streams. We put our logo, we put the DJ name, yeah. but the name of the event. Um, and then with OBS Live, you can stream to any platform you desire. Um, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so it's very, uh, it's very robust software. Um, so highly recommend you use that. There's some alternative OBS software. Uh, like there's like Streamlabs OBS. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, it has a bunch of like cool extra features, but I've noticed that the performance is not as good. Uh, and most of that functionality you can get from Streamlabs. I'm going to talk about that right after this. Uh, you can get that in OBS Live um, with like these extendable widgets. So I recommend stick to OBS Live because it's free and it, it performs better than the other free alternatives. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of Streamlabs uh, that I just brought up, so even though I don't think you should use their OBS software, I recommend you use uh, the other things that they offer. Uh, so what it is, uh, you, it integrates with Twitch, uh, Facebook, and I think YouTube. So if you sign in with your Twitch account, they give you all this like cool functionality. Like they let they have this page where you can, every account, they'll give you a page where you can collect donations. So we just put the link in our stream and we say like we're raising money last weekend we raised money for the wildfires um so we said like donate to the wildfires at this link 
Um, and then they'll give you like a little widget, like a little bar that shows you how much donations you've received. Uh, they have other ones like show you how many followers, subscribers you have. They'll give you little alerts that you can um, like say someone donates, it'll pop up on your stream. And they have just all these like, uh, all these little widgets that uh, make, give your stream like another level of interactivity. Um, yeah. Really fun because uh, the best thing about the streams is like that you're interacting with like, like it's not just something that, it's not like a TV show where you're just broadcasting and they're watching the good streams, you interact with your users and like give them a chance to affect what's going on. And be engaged. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people forget about that because they're streaming now. So it's, they focus on that, but they forget like, okay, it's still an event. So they have to remember like, how can we get them involved more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, since we're talking about uh, like getting people involved, how do you guys like speaking of like the promotional like side of things, marketing, like how, what's your like go-to way to like market the event or, or since it's like a live stream, how did you, how do you guys kind of prepare people for that or like introduce them or do you have to give them instructions on like where to go or like what's the best practices for that? Especially for like audiences that aren't used to like, live events and this is their first time yeah that's a good question um so i can tell you how we do it i don't know if uh so our approach um goes back to when we threw uh when we threw our club events Mm -hmm. uh, which is we primarily use facebook and instagram as our promotional tools we have a good following on both platforms um every every event that we do uh, that we did before was on Facebook events and we do the same thing for our live streams. Um, we don't do like a regular event. Like every single one we do is like a unique experience with like different curation, different artists. So we treat them as if it was like a normal event. Um, we promote on Facebook, uh, and Instagram just, and that allows our community to know what we're up to because we built a following there. Um, but when I look at my Twitch's metrics, um, they, they, have a, they have a page where they go really into depth about like where your viewers are coming from, um, whether they're coming like from inside of Twitch or from external websites. Um, and uh, I actually see that the majority of people navigate to our stream directly through the Twitch app. Um, and so for that reason it's really important that you build up a follower base on whatever platform you're using because when you go live on twitch for example your followers will get notified um and uh so i i think it's more of like a conversion like it's like initially we needed to convert our original like follower base Mm -hmm. into twitch users but now that people are on twitch the majority of people are like finding us now through Twitch, which is pretty cool. That's sweet. It was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, that's super nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, cool. And then um, going back to um, your live events, like when I saw the last one you put on, you guys had pretty cool like decorations and backgrounds. So I wanted to ask if like, are there any like cool like green screens or 
features that people should try or that you guys use for your backgrounds and events or like any advice for stage decorations? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're totally right. Going back to our events, like that's, that's one of the things that always set us apart was that we have a really talented team of, uh, our, um, like event designers, uh, my friend Megan, she's like the mastermind, um, behind, uh, just making our events look beautiful. Um, and so our team, we have a lot of people who, who can craft really gorgeous sets for our bigger live stream productions. So I'm not an expert of that myself. Uh, but I like, no, I fully understand like having a beautiful set just makes such a difference. Uh, cannot be understated. So if you find someone with that skill set, uh, like you should, you should try and find someone with that skill set. Set up your camera so they can see the frame. Um, like set it up exactly how it's going to be. Try and get your lighting. Um, maybe even get your overlay, and then you can design your set to maximize that little space that you have. So, like your fab fabrics, mm-hmm. uh, getting props in the mix, um, and then how it interacts with the lighting. All of that is like of prime importance. Yeah, cause it's gonna like. I mean, it's another way for people to engage. If you think about it, like instead of just looking at like, Oh, a plain wall, they have something to look at, you know, and like get in the mood. And uh, I felt like it represented your guys' event really well. Like it tied it together. It was great branding. So just, yeah, yeah I would say just don't do a plain backdrop. Yeah, not do a plain wall. Um, <laughs> I yeah. hate it. I've been into a stream and it's just a plain plain wall. And like, this is not enough effort for me. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. Was, that was really cool. I, I just remember like, that was one thing I was like, that's a cool set. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helps with engagement. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, uh, we live stream so much though, that I can't always get someone to come yeah. set up every time. And in that situation, the green screen is an extremely useful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to get one that's bigger than the size you think you need. We have already bought a second one because the first one I realized was slightly too big Yeah. and we only set the camera up a single, like you, you don't want to, you just don't want to be restricted in your camera angle. Yeah. So figure out how big you need and then just go the next size up, uh, just sure. to be safe. And yeah, then, you can get that on Amazon. They have a bunch of green screens, I think. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and then when you use the green screen, you need to use ample amounts of white light in order to brighten it up. Uh, if you don't, um, you're going to get these weird, like little ripples and dark patches, uh, in the video that, uh, won't look too great and we'll break, we'll kind of break the immersion. Um, say you're like, like you're showing like drone footage of like the ocean. And then all of a sudden you see like these little weird lines popping in. It's like, ah, it's a green screen. They're not actually flying in the sky right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the way that it works, the green screen is that you, um, uh, you can put a filter on the video, um, on your video layer inside of OBS and the filter is called a chroma key. And so what a chroma key does is it allows you to select a color uh, that it will take that color and turn everything that is like close to that color into just transparent. Um, 
So you can actually do other colors other than green, but I think green is just the standard because it might be like, like the lead, like, I'm not hundred percent sure why green is a standard. I feel like maybe it's because maybe people don't use green as much as the other colors. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've actually used that for a video before and I've done it with a blue, blue one and that one worked, but green is typically the standard. Yeah. So, either. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. There must be some, they, they must've figured out what color would be just mm -hmm. the most optimal to, cause then if you wear like a green, like yep. you wear like a green shirt, then like your shirt will become transparent yep. or like, my friend Kale, she has green hair, so the, the, the tips of her hair just like disappear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the chroma key, and then after you make that transparent, then you can put anything behind it. You can put crazy videos, you can put just like colors, you can put visuals, um, and there's so many possibilities. It's really fun to play around with. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's super easy. They're not that expensive. Mm -hmm do it yeah for um, you get okay. a lot of your back for sure yeah mm -hmm. um okay this one is really important this question we also get this one a bunch um jumping from different performers i think though for yours do you guys ha actually have people on set like you don't really like to uh, we do we, we do we do both okay. um the reason okay so yeah we we uh, had an event not last weekend, but two weekends ago, where we had, we must have had 30 performers over two days. I think it was maybe like 36 performers over two days, which is crazy. And uh, about half of them were at my house uh, throughout, and the other half were from, I think, six other places. That's so cool. Um, and uh that used to be something we didn't know how to do but we've managed to figure it out yeah. um the the first step is uh you need to communicate all of your expectations to your off-site performers with regards to the all the things we discussed earlier like the audio video and internet quality um as well as like making sure it's well decorated because uh that that is one reason like a lot of people prefer to just keep everything in one place is because you can't control the quality as much. Uh, so that's really important, but we don't want to just like restrict it to be only in one place. Like we want to open it up, but that, that makes it really important uh, to communicate that um, all that stuff ahead of time um, and test out, you know, you can run tests with them after a while. Like once I know someone can do it, I'm like, okay, I know, you know how this works now. So we're good, but it took a while to build up to like, have that trust. Uh, yeah. Have, have that trust with people. Yeah. Um, if it's like a first time thing, we try and test it out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes we don't. And then that'll lead to like, once someone was stream was <laughs> videotaping their, speakers and like recording it with the microphone and then i'm like oh man <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah so we just we go through the checklist real quickly with everyone make sure they hit, they're hitting all the boxes yeah. um yeah so once you have that figured out uh then um what we tell them is like you just stream uh st 
we tell them to stream to a Twitch channel, like a new Twitch channel that no one is watching, mm-hmm. uh, like has no followers, uh, and just do it with no overlay, no nothing, just audio, video, um, start it like 15 minutes before you're set and like get it going, start practicing, play, play some tracks. Um, and then we handle everything else from there. Uh, so what we do is we have a external monitor, um, and we pull up, we pull up their channel on that monitor. And then when the time comes, we do a display capture, Mm -hmm. uh, OBS. So what that does is it takes the the whole image of that monitor, uh, and we capture the video, um, and we broadcast that through OBS. Like we're literally taking their stream. And then rest- putting it into our OBS and restreaming it again. Wow. Uh, and so there's a slight, uh, the there's like slight loss in quality when you do that, but it's it's unavoidable uh, if you're going to do it live. Yeah. Um, so we that's how we do that, and then that's that's for the video. Then for the audio, um, it's different if you're on Mac or Windows. Uh, Windows has this feature built in. Uh, where you can just set in OBS, you can pick the desktop audio, which means any any audio that's playing out of your computer, you can cap you can capture it and put it and broadcast that. Uh, so you just like turn the volume up on Twitch, and your computer will literally be making the sound, and then you can put it into your stream. Cool. Uh, for Mac, it do- it's not built in, so you have to download something. It's called I Show You Audio Capture. It's spelled I-S-H-O-W-U, like the letter U. I Show You Audio Capture. Um, I won't go too much in detail of how that works, but you will need that software or something similar. I don't know about the alternatives. And there's tons of tutorials online. But um, I can uh, I can send you the name of that so you can include yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to be linking a bunch of stuff because you've provided so much, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll that be necessary on MacBooks or on, on any kind of Mac computer. Um, and make sure you, whenever you do this, you need to make sure you comp- um, mute your computer's notifications. Otherwise, your viewers will be hearing little like face sounds from your Facebook. Like that happens sometimes. Be like, I hear Facebook noises. And then they're like. And then I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to mute it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely hard, uh, to do the manage multiple, uh, do multiple locations. Um, yeah. but it's really important to make sure your event goes smoothly. Uh, and it has like a consistent experience because, uh, like, because we manage everything on our end, that means we can also control the overlay. Like, we, we change the DJ name in the front, like, that's in the front. We have the same overlay going the whole time. So even though the video is changing, uh, the stream still has a consistent feel. Um, some people will just, like, literally turn their stream off and have the other person stream from their, their end. And that, like, makes, like, a little break in time and also... A, like uh, the experience is just different. Like they, they'll never like have it set up exactly the same way. And it kind of like breaks the immersion a little bit. So 
It's yeah. Great. And if someone's like just tuning into and they happen to tune in once you guys switch it and like your branding's not there, I would be confused. Yeah. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but there's a lot of benefit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially since, I mean, we can't go out or do anything. So I'm sure everyone really looks forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. And then my last question, pretty basic, just if you have, I mean, you covered us so much. So have you had any like other like random tip to tell people live streaming an event for the first time? But I mean, you covered everything. Uh, yeah, I, I have like another tip um, or like advice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, like it definitely sucks that we can't throw events right now. Um, it's really hard for everyone in the events industry to just have to stay home during these times, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's also like opportunity. Um, like this opportunity to figure out new ways to interact with our communities. Um, like we've had the opportunity to connect with so many of our friends through these live streams. Um, and we've actually made a lot of new connections as well. Like, we're building up like a second following almost um, that we didn't have before. And like nothing will ever be the same as like hanging out in person, but I'm realizing the same can be said about doing a live stream. Like it's been really challenging, but also like a fun and unique experience for running all these events from my living room. And uh, when the time comes to go back to doing live events, I'll probably, I'll probably miss doing live streams a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. And it's cool is like you're reaching like an audience that you, you wouldn't have been able to reach before in different states or like out of the country and stuff. So expanding, which I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it gave, it did give us a, it made us re relearn how to connect with other people and get really creative when doing it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to just stay active during these times. Like, um, like I'm thinking, I, I, I like kind of think about it as like staying in shape, you know, like if you're just not doing anything right now, um, I think it'll be hard to get going again once, once we can throw, yeah. uh, those in-person events. So it's like kind of like staying in shape as a event production company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys are doing an awesome job. Thanks. Do you have any like upcoming events? I'm sure you have a bunch. Uh, yeah, we have one, uh, we, we have a every, pretty, we're settling in on like every Saturday schedule. Um, this weekend we're doing Nocturne, uh, it's a local techno collective cool. doing like a techno night. We have Ben and on from Moonshine playing. Uh, then the week after that, uh, we're doing like a fresh faces type thing. We're going to do like all new talent we've never booked before and just every saturday okay uh, we're gonna do something big on halloween we're gonna do like our spoopy soiree that's our our yearly halloween event it's gonna be a live stream this year so yeah we're just every saturday on our on our channel we're the afternoon umbrella friends but our twitch channel is umbrella friends tv okay so and i'll definitely link that too so everyone knows where to find all this information about you guys and your cool events how to tune in. So, um, but yeah, um, thanks for sitting down and doing that. I, I really appreciate it. I know our promoters are definitely 
Gunn, I appreciate all the information because I mean, we're new to it too and you guys are way more experienced than we are, so. Absolutely, yeah. glad I could help. Yeah, so thanks so much. Yeah, no problem.